your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 637 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And it is still Monday as I'm recording this. We're going to probably record this episode in a couple different sittings. Uh, I do want to eventually look at some potential uh, Ranger targets as far as unrestricted free agents from around the league, but we have to start with the news that the Rangers have extended qualifying offers to four of their restricted free agents. So we will talk about that. We will also get to UFA targets. Uh, Monday afternoon was the deadline to extend qualifying offers to RFAs around the league, and the Rangers have extended qualifying offers to Capo Caco, Libor Hayek, Tim Gettinger, and Austin Rushoff. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. Uh, they do not extend qualifying offers to Justin Richards, Ty Ronning, Maxim Lutinoff, uh, Jacob Elmer, or Tyler Wall. And for starters, what exactly does this mean? Basically, all it means is that the players who got qualifying offers from the Rangers will not become unrestricted free agents on Wednesday when free agency begins. Uh, the players who were qualified remain under team control and negotiations for new contracts between these players and the team will continue. So basically, the players that I mentioned that got the qualifying offers, they're still here. Doesn't mean they can't eventually be traded, but for now, uh, all four of those players that got the qualifying offers still in the fold for the New York Rangers. And for the most part, this is all just procedural stuff. There aren't really any surprises here. Uh, maybe Tyler Wall not being qualified, a little bit of a surprise just because the Rangers don't have uh, a whole lot of certainty at goalie in their organization besides, obviously, Igor Shesterkin. But we'll go one by one here, just run through these players. And then, like I said, eventually we'll shift our attention to unrestricted free agents from around the league with, uh, you know, unrestricted free agency about to happen at noon Eastern time on Wednesday. But we start with the big one, obviously, Capo Caco. They were always going to qualify him. Uh you know, Kako obviously hasn't quite become the player that a lot of us were hoping that he would become. Promising start for Kako in the playoffs this year, and it ended with him becoming a healthy scratch in the final game of the season, what turned out to be the final game, Game 6 at Tampa. And in three years with the Rangers, just 58 points in 157 games. Kako, however, is still just 21 years old, and there's still some potential there. Uh, by most reports, it sounds like Kako will probably end up getting a two-year bridge deal worth between two and two and a half million dollars per season from the New York Rangers. And just kind of for some frame of reference, Heedle, you know, to compare and contrast here, Heedle got two years at an average annual value of $2.3 million when he was an RFA. So something fairly similar seems likely for Capo Kako. We shall see. Uh, moving right along here, we're going to zip through these. we got nine players to get through here and then uh, turning our attention to UFAs. Libor Hayek, 24 years old, 94 games with the Rangers over the past four seasons, three goals and eight assists. He's a minus 11 in that time and was a former second-round pick by Tampa back in 2016. I noticed that Ranger Twitter basically just lost its mind when he was announced. I don't really see an issue with this. I'm about as indifferent to Libor Hayek being back in the fold as I could possibly be. Uh, to me, you know, Hayek, someone who can step into the lineup in a pinch, not the most overly exciting player, 
probably doesn't have the most upside. I get that Ranger fans want to see guys like Lundquist or Jones or Robertson, but if you keep Libor Hayek around at six figures, which is probably about what he would get coming off of a one-year 874K deal, I don't think it's really an issue. He can be the seventh defenseman. He could end up playing in the AHL. It's all good. I don't think this is a move that's going to make or break the Rangers. And as far as the idea that the Rangers are trying to save face from the disaster of a trade that sent Miller and McDonough to Tampa, I don't think that's the case either. I think this is just a depth signing. Drury wasn't even the guy who made that trade, so why would he even care? Uh, moving right along here, Tim Gettinger, left winger, 24 years old. He is qualified by the Rangers, former fifth-round pick by the Rangers in 2016. 16 total games with the Rangers over the past four seasons. Uh, one point in that time. He actually played eight games with the Rangers this past season, and I would not have guessed that, but that is the case. Basically, fourth-line type player, big guy, six foot six, 215 pounds. He had 25 points in 45 games with the Wolfpack this past season, and I think the Rangers see him as basically just a depth piece. He's not going to cost you anything, and in fact, he made just 750K last season, so again, it's fine. Organizational depth, there's nothing wrong with it. And then the fourth and final player that got qualified by the New York Rangers, that would be Austin Rusev, uh, 24-year-old right winger, another big kid, six foot seven, 229 pounds. He was undrafted, signed with the Rangers in 2020, put up some nice numbers at the University of Western Michigan, and has spent the past two seasons with the Wolfpack, has not yet appeared in a game with the New York Rangers. Uh, with the Pack over the last two years, 32 points in 82 games. I don't think the Rangers really have any big plans for him, but you need some players to kind of Fill out your AHL roster. Not every single one of them is going to be a superstar or somebody with incredible upside. So again, I'm completely fine with this move as well. We turn our attention to the five who were not qualified. Uh, you got 24-year-old center Justin Richards. He was undrafted. He actually played in one game with the Rangers in 2020-2021. It was actually the season finale against the Bruins. By that point, the Rangers had a bunch of injuries. They weren't going to make the playoffs. They were still dealing with all the fallout from everything that happened with the Tom Wilson nonsense with the Capitals. And so they plugged Richards into the lineup for a game. He actually ended up having an assist. He assisted Keandre Miller. Uh, that's the only NHL action that he's seen so far. 87 career games with the Wolfpack in the last two seasons combined. 10 goals and 15 assists, but the Rangers do not qualify him. You've also got 24-year-old right winger Ty Ronning. The Rangers actually drafted him in 2016, but it wasn't until the seventh round. He went number 201 overall. He has not played in the NHL or by seemingly has not really even gotten all that close. Uh, he has spent parts of six seasons, though, with the Hartford Wolfpack. So six years with the Pack. Uh, he's also spent some time with the Maine Mariners of the ECHL. He was fourth on the Wolfpack last season with 39 points. Uh, but again, six seasons with the Wolfpack, 148 games, 35 goals, 35 assists. So 70 points and 148 games. Not completely anemic, but the Rangers obviously looking to move on here and uh, give those opportunities to somebody else. You've also got 26-year-old center Maxim Lutinov. He was actually a second-round pick by the St. Louis Blues back in 2014. Never ended up playing a game for them at the NHL. Uh, went number 52 overall at that time. He's only played in three career games in the NHL. All three of them were in 2019-2020 with the San Jose Sharks. He scored one goal in that time. And the Rangers actually acquired him in a trade with the Chicago Wolves this past March. Uh, Tarmo Reunion went the other way. 13 games with the Wolfpack, two goals and three assists. He also had 60 games with the Chicago Wolves of the AHL this past year. 13 goals and 10 assists. Just hasn't been able to really show anything that great in the AHL. And as a result, he's only played three career NHL games and uh, he'll be moving on or the Rangers will be moving on from him rather. Uh, then you've also got 24-year-old goalie Tyler Wall. 
Wall was drafted by the Rangers in the sixth round in 2016. He went number 174 overall, but he just frankly hasn't played very well with the Hartford Wolfpack. He played 10 games with them in 2020-2021. He had a goals against average of 3.58 and a save percentage of just 865. And then this past year, five games with the Wolfpack, it was even worse, a 426 goals against average and an 867 save percentage. And then he ends up playing in eight games with the Jacksonville Icemen of the ECHL. And bottom line, he just has not shown enough progress to make the Rangers believe that he could really be, uh, you know, a big time part of their organization in the future. So they move on there as well. And then finally, Jacob Elmer, 23-year-old right winger. I'll be honest with you guys, I this name did not ring a bell. I mean, I would go so far as to say that I haven't even heard of him. And then you kind of see why. I mean, to begin with, he was undrafted. So we never talked about him after a draft or anything like that. Um, he's been with the Rangers since 2018-2019 when he appeared in five games with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, this past year, 10 games with the Wolfpack, just one assist in that time. He then played 50 games with the Jacksonville Iceman of the ECHL and had 32 points in 50 games, but the Rangers are uh, not qualifying him, and they will move on. Like I said, just wanted to run through every single player that was qualified, every single player that was not qualified, bring everybody up to speed on uh, you know what the Rangers have done here, and... With that, we'll go ahead. Like I said, I'm going to be recording this episode in a couple different sittings. So assuming there's no other you know, crazy breaking news or anything, what we're going to do for the rest of today's episode, very excited about this. We're going to be taking a look at unrestricted free agents from around the league, guys that could be UFAs and could be a fit for the New York Rangers. And we will do that in just one second. But first, I just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits, eat something that tastes good, and is good for you. And Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now and make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com to order your box of Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Puffs. Right now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. All right, I just want to thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so as promised, we're going to go ahead and kind of zero in on a couple of different unrestricted free agent targets that I think the Rangers could and maybe even should look to pursue uh, when all the madness begins on Wednesday at noon Eastern time. And we're going to start with a name that's been kicked around quite a bit as far as potential Ranger targets. And that would be 36-year-old center Paul Stasny. He can also play some left wing. He's played for a lot of different teams over the years. He was a second-round pick by the Avalanche all the way back in 2005. He's played for the Avs, the Blues, the Jets, the Knights, and the Jets again uh, the last two seasons back in Winnipeg. 1,072 career regular season games for Stasny. 284 goals, 516 assists, so he's got 800 points in 1,072 games. He's also a plus 50 for his career. And here's something that I think a lot of Ranger fans are going to like. I know I like it. He is an absolute beast on the face-off circle. He's 
Got a career success rate of 53.7%. That is good for number 49 all-time in NHL history as far as best face-off winning percentage with a minimum of 500 face-offs taken. And he's also number 13 in that stat among active players in the NHL. And to kind of build on that, he's been at 54% or better in all of the last nine seasons. Uh, This past season, a career-best 57% success rate on the dot. This is a guy who can definitely win you a face-off at a clutch moment in a game. Uh, Stasny, as far as what he might cost, he's coming off of a one-year deal with the Jets that was worth $3.75 million. And, you know, it's hard to get Ranger fans to agree on a whole lot sometimes, especially during this portion of the season when, you know, the draft is here and unrestricted free agency is here and everybody has, you know, their own idea and their own plan as far as what the Rangers should look to do and certain things they shouldn't look to do and certain players they got to bring in and certain guys they got to stay away from. You guys know the drill. Um, but I think one thing that a lot of Ranger fans have in common, I haven't really seen anybody uh, speak out against the possibility of adding Paul Stasny. Now, there might be some Ranger fans out there who want the Rangers to aim a little bit higher than that. Obviously, some of them aren't necessarily uh, accounting for the salary cap situation, but there are some Ranger fans who say, well, you know, trade this guy or trade that guy or get Jacob Truba to waive his no-move clause and, and move his $8 million contract, and then that opens up some uh, some room for, you know, other signings. And as far as that thing I just mentioned with Jacob Truba, I don't really see that happening or even think that it should happen, but that's a concept we might discuss on a future episode. Uh, But for the time being, yeah, the one thing that Ranger fans seem to have in common is that they're at least open, if not excited about the possibility of the Rangers bringing Paul Stasny uh, on a presumably short-term contract. And the reason for that, I think, is because Stasny pretty safe bet to come in and basically just do what he does at a very affordable price and possibly on just a one-year contract. I mean, he did just sign a one-year contract with Winnipeg this past year, so possible the Rangers could get him on another one-year deal. You wouldn't have to overcommit to him. He is now 36 years old. He would be the oldest player on the Rangers, at least how the roster is currently constructed. Uh, But as far as what he brings to the table, we already talked about the face-offs and how good he is there. As far as scoring is concerned, He used to flirt with point-per-game production uh, quite a bit earlier in his career. He only once was a point-per-game player. That was all the way back in 2007-2008 with the Colorado Avalanche. 71 points in 66 games in that season. Uh, These days, with Stasi, it's pretty much prototypical third-line production. You know, take this past season with Winnipeg, for example. He had 21 goals and 24 assists, so 45 points in 71 games. He was also a plus 14. He had eight points on the power play, uh, somebody that could be in the mix for some power play time with the Rangers, likely on the second unit if they were to bring him in. But again, just steady third-line production and somebody that wouldn't presumably cost you a whole lot. And for any Ranger fan out there that wants the Rangers to, to sign Stasny and you're really all in on this idea and you really like the idea of bringing him to the New York Rangers, uh, this is something that Stasny told The Athletic uh, at the end of the season with, you know, unrestricted free agency approaching for him. And it sounds like his priority is quite simply winning and presumably eventually winning a Stanley Cup. This is what he had to say. I'm getting older in my career, so I don't really have that much time left. So really for us, it's that I just want to win. It's finding a good opportunity where you know you can help the team and you're a good fit. Obviously, it's always hard thinking like that because there's so many good teams. You just never know what happens throughout the year. 
But yeah, again, I mean, 36 years old, he's been to the playoffs a whole bunch in his career, but he has never won a Stanley Cup. And at a certain point, I think that becomes the priority for these guys. You know, they've made their money by the time they're in their uh, mid to late 30s. And if you haven't won the Stanley Cup, I think that's the one thing that kind of keeps you going and keeps you motivated and gets you out of bed in the morning is the chance to win a Stanley Cup. And we've talked about this in the past, but I feel like, you know, the Rangers, they're kind of the place to be in the NHL right now. I mean, they have to be one of the most desirable places to play. You know, everything else being equal. I mean, certainly Tampa's up there with all the winning that they do and all the great players they have. You could say the same thing with Colorado coming off of a Stanley Cup win. But the Rangers, young team, if you go to the Rangers and you're a veteran player, you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. No matter if you're a veteran player or not, you've got a chance to play on the same line with some bona fide superstar Ranger players. You've got an awesome goalie. You've got a coach that, you know, players really seem to like and uh, seems to run a pretty tight ship and have everybody pulling in the same direction. So there aren't really any reasons why you wouldn't want to play for the Rangers, I would think. You know, if you get a similar offer from the Rangers and, say, a random team like, I don't know, the San Jose Sharks, wouldn't you want to go to the Rangers right now? They're the team that seems to be on the precipice of winning a Stanley Cup. And so we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, for somebody like Paul Stasny, that's something that could kind of uh, work to bring him into the Rangers. Just the idea that you have a chance to play for a great team and possibly win a Stanley Cup, it certainly can't hurt. So we'll see. I think of everybody I'm going to talk about today, Paul Stasny might be the most likely to end up wearing Ranger blue when next season rolls around. And to kind of just keep things moving here, I have what I would call a value pick. We're going to do one value pick today and at least one tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode is going to be all about unrestricted free agents. Uh, at least that's the plan right now. But my value pick for today's episode is going to be 27-year-old right winger Ilya Mikheyev. And I'm going to explain why in just a second. All right, so let's go ahead, talk a little bit about Ilya Mikheyev, somebody who I think could be a value uh, signing for the Rangers or really anybody who picks him up as an unrestricted free agent this offseason. With Mikheyev, he, to this point, is probably somebody you would have to call a career overachiever because he's 27 years old and he just completed only his third season in the NHL. He was undrafted and kind of uh, you know caught some people in Toronto by surprise and obviously stuck in the lineup over these past three seasons with them. That's the other thing. He's played his entire career with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he also plays some left wing, although with Mikheyev, I would think it's a pretty safe bet the Rangers would put him at right wing due to obviously having a lot more depth at left wing than they currently do at right wing. But Mikheyev, you know, I talked about the value, and he's coming off of a two-year deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs that saw him make just $1.645 million per season. As I mentioned, he was undrafted, but he's obviously carved out a spot for himself in this league, and he's somebody that's basically been trending in the right direction uh, as far as what he's done with the Leafs over these past three years. And coming off of what was probably the strongest season of his career, 53 games with the Toronto Maple Leafs, scored 21 goals, dished out 11 assists, so 32 points in 53 games. These are not absolutely eye-popping, incredible numbers, but if you're the Rangers and you're looking at Mikheyev as sort of a third-line type, once again, the key word here is value. He could give you some value in a third-line role for the Rangers, and he's somebody that, you know, could potentially move up into the top six in a pinch, depending on, you know, who's available. If somebody's out of the uh, lineup with an injury, I certainly wouldn't put him in the top six over guys like, you know, Lafreniere or Kako at this point. I think he's kind of tailor-made for the third line if the Rangers were to sign him. 
He was also a plus 16 for the Leafs last season and had five points on the power play. He also had four shorthanded goals. So that's another thing and some more value that he brings to the table is the fact that he can play on the power play as well as the penalty kill. He also put 147 shots on net in the 53 games that he played. So averaging about... Uh, let's see, almost three shots on goal per game. So somebody that's not afraid to let it fly, and the Rangers need a little bit more of that. I mean, three shots on goal per game is not a staggering number, but, you know, it's more than certain Ranger players for sure, and somebody that uh, doesn't seem hesitant to, once again, just let it fly at the net. And that's even more true when you consider the fact that he averaged just 15 minutes and 15 seconds of ice time per night last season. So when he's on the ice, uh, he's going to let it fly if he gets the opportunity. And like we said, the Rangers need uh, probably at least one more uh, shoot-first kind of a player. And if Frank Vetrano doesn't come back to the Rangers this year, then maybe you're looking at a situation where Mikheyev sort of becomes like a less expensive version of Vetrano. I'm not closing the door on Frank EV being back with the New York Rangers, but with unrestricted free agency just one day away here, I would say at this point it's probably not looking all that good. But I think Mikheyev, he's somebody that, for the Rangers, I think he becomes even more of a possibility if Vitaly Kravtsov is traded at some point this offseason, which I still think is probably going to happen. If I was going to put a percentage on it, I would say maybe like 55% or 60% chance that Kravtsov gets dealt and is not here with the New York Rangers on opening night. And if Kravtsov is out of the picture, then you could bring in somebody like Mikheyev to potentially replace him. Obviously, Mikheyev would be more expensive than Kravtsov. But I don't think he's somebody that's going to break the bank. And once again, Mikheyev, my value pick for today's episode as far as potential targets for the New York Rangers in unrestricted free agency. And we'll keep things moving right along here. We're going to turn our attention to somebody else that's very popular among most New York Ranger fans. I mean, I, I shouldn't say like all Ranger fans. There's some people that think he might be a little bit overhyped, but I've always liked him. And that would be 29-year-old center and right winger Vincent Trocek. He has played for the Panthers and Canes. Just a gritty, intense player, rock solid all-around game, can do a lot of things to help you win. It's a term I've kind of used in the past. I've used it to describe uh, Andrew Kopp and a couple of other players as well. But Trocheck, man, he's that guy. He's basically like a B plus, A minus at everything he does during the course of a hockey game. He can play on the power play. He can play on the penalty kill. I always like that. The special teams versatility. Uh, somebody that gets to the net, plays very physical, shows up every single night. And one of those, you know, plays every shift like it's his last kind of players. And as far as unrestricted free agents around the league that are at least somewhat realistic for the Rangers. I think Trocek, uh, he might be at the very top of my list. I've just always been a big fan of his game. The thing is, I just don't know how realistic it is that the Rangers can sign him given their current salary cap situation and given the fact that Vincent Trocek just wrapped up a six-year, $28.5 million contract. So, for the last six years, he has carried an annual cap hit of $4.75 million per season, and I got to think he's in line for a raise. I can't be the only person, the Rangers can't be the only team that see the value that Vincent Trocek brings to a hockey team. And to kind of compare him to one of the Rangers' own impending UFAs, uh, Trocek's offensive numbers a little bit better than Andrew Kopp, and Kopp, uh, per Arthur Staple, I want to say it was, is seeking a seven-year deal worth about $5.5 million per season. Now, look, there's no guarantee that Andrew Kopp is going to get that, but I would think that Trocek would probably get a better deal than Andrew Kopp, you know, just given uh, what they've done in their career, what they bring to the table, and the fact that Trocek has offensive numbers that are a little bit better than Andrew Kopp. As far as Trocek's career stats, 555 games, 15 goals, 228 assists, 387 points in those 555 games. 
And to kind of spotlight what he did last season with the Canes, 81 games, 21 goals, 30 assists, so 51 points in those 81 games. And for me, you know, during the playoffs, watching, uh, obviously, Rangers-Canes, Trocek was a standout. You know, I thought he played really well for them, really brought the fight every single night. And the Canes played 14 games in the playoffs last season. Trocek, in that time, had six goals and four assists. I think he's someone whose game would translate very well to the playoffs. You know, somebody who's going to go out there and do the dirty work, get into the dirty parts of the rink, go to the net. And for all those reasons, I think he could be an ideal center for our Timmy Panarin, really for the entire season, but I think for sure uh, during the postseason as well. But again, Trocek, just a personal favorite of mine, great all-around player. And if the Rangers are going to look to go outside the organization and if they want to bring in a bona fide second-line center like Trocek as opposed to a third-line center like Stasny, then I can't think of a much better fit than Vincent Trocek for this team. I know, you know, technically Patrice Bergeron is a UFA. I don't think there's any chance he ends up signing with the Rangers. I think uh, it's pretty much a slam dunk that he's going to be back with Boston. You never know for sure. But to keep things within the realm of what seems to be possible, uh, Trocek would be at the top of the list for me. And I should also point out that, you know, another option as opposed to signing Trocek or Stasny or anybody else that we've talked about or anybody else that we're going to talk about for the New York Rangers is you kind of have a quiet day when unrestricted free agency begins. You know, you just bring in some inexpensive depth pieces and you don't look for that splashy move. I know there's some Ranger fans out there that certainly want the team to go in that direction and basically just roll with the kid line as a second line. I'm completely open to that idea if you want to go that route. And then, of course, if things aren't working out, if you need a little bit of a jolt, you can uh, look to make a move with the trade deadline and bring in a rental or two, just as the Rangers did this past season. But one thing that I do want to say real quick here, if you're of the belief that, you know, the, the kids, you know, they, they got to they gotta just roll with the kids, give them second line minutes, make them the second line, and basically just sink or swim with them. Again, I'm not opposing you at all. I just would like to point out that if the Rangers bring in one unrestricted free agent, whether it's Paul Snazzy or Vincent Trocek or somebody else, even if it's a guy that's going to be on the second line, you're still looking at a situation next season. Like, let's take Trocek, for example. The Rangers signed Trocek. You're still looking at a situation where... The Rangers' kids are not going to be, you know, crippled by the addition of a Vincent Trocek. Just the opposite, in fact, because if they were to add Vincent Trocek, I still think you're looking at a situation where two out of three of Kako, Lafreniere, and Hedl would be in the top six uh, to start the season and likely throughout the entire season. You know, the top six forwards, if the Rangers signed Trocek, in no particular order, would be Kreider, Mika, Lafreniere, Kako, Panarin, and Trocek himself. And so Hedl would be on the third line. That's not going to do any long-term horrible damage to these kids. You know, adding one player is not going to completely cripple their development. So just wanted to point that out as well. I get the idea. You want to see the kids get a, a big role and reach their potential. But by bringing in one unrestricted free agent, that's not going to do irreparable damage uh, to any of the kids. That is for sure. And I figure we can do one more uh, unrestricted free agent target for the New York Rangers this season. This is a name that I've mentioned in passing once or twice in some recent episodes, but the Rangers do need a backup goalie, and I'm going to point the spotlight at Yaroslav Halak. He is 37 years old, so if he was brought in, he would then be the oldest player on the New York Rangers, and somebody that has been in the league for a long time, played with a lot of different teams. He's gone from uh, the Blues to the Caps to the Islanders to the Bruins and the Canucks in that order. 336 career NHL games, 170, 108, and 42. A goals against average of 2.55 for his career, a save percentage of 915, and 27 shutouts. Uh, another 
39 Stanley Cup playoff games. He's gone 17 and 20 in the playoffs with a 248 goals against average and a 919 save percentage, no shutouts. So uh, his playoff numbers and regular season numbers are almost identical. Uh, he's obviously a reason why I like him is that he's played in New York before. He's also played with the Boston Bruins, obviously another big market. And somebody who I think has probably been a little bit underappreciated, maybe a little bit underrated throughout his career. A steady, if unspectacular, goalie over the years here. A bit of a down season for Halak in Vancouver this past year. Just 17 games, a record of 4-7-2, a goals against average of 294, and a state percentage of 903. But I should also point out, in all the three preceding seasons with the Bruins, Halak had a goals against average between 2.34 and 2.53 in those three years, and his save percentage in those three seasons was always between 9.05 and 9.22. He also had 10 shutouts while playing with the Bruins for those three seasons. And I think the fact that his numbers are down last year probably has more to do with the team around him than with Halak himself. And going from the Canucks to the Rangers, obviously that would be an upgrade for Yaroslav Halak. And look, I mean, it's a backup goalie situation. The Rangers are looking to save some money here. I think they'll be able to do that with Halak, maybe give him a million, 1.2 million. That should probably get it done. Uh, he is coming off of a contract that was for one year and paid him 1.5 million. I don't think the Rangers would want to go that high with their backup goalie, but it's possible that Halak, you know, might take a little bit less than that. Maybe he's somebody that is looking to win a Stanley Cup before it's all said and done, and maybe he prioritizes winning at this point in his career. We'll see, and we'll take a look at some other, uh, one or two at least, unrestricted free agent goalies that could be a fit for the New York Rangers, but want to start with Yaroslav Halak. I, I think that he could be uh, an ideal backup goalie for the New York Rangers next season. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail. Com and definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast on YouTube. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to continue looking at potential unrestricted free agent targets for the New York Rangers. Definitely looking forward to that and definitely do not miss it. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.